Welcome to Faith, Family, and the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith, Family, and the Force is a podcast about just that, our faith, our family, and our experiences as Oliver is in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we wrap up our interview series on love. We hope you enjoy the show. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Emmy's Coop. This small shop sells clay earrings, lanyards, keychains, and much more. All items are hand-mixed, cut, and baked to perfection. The owner has a passion for creating simple yet bold jewelry that makes you feel pretty. I have three pairs of earrings from Emmy's Coop, and I love them. They are gorgeous and comfortable, the perfect addition to any outfit. So y'all know I'll be taking advantage of this discount code. Find Emmy's Coop on Etsy or follow the link in the show notes and use the code FAITH15 for 15% off. That's FAITH15. What's going on, guys? So today we have another special episode on love. We're interviewing another couple, and I'm really excited about this because Rachel and I are newer friends, so I'm really interested to hear the whole love story of how y'all met and got together. All right, Rachel, Josh. So let's dive back into it. Let's write, let's go. So tell us about you. Where are you from? What do you do? Some hobbies. What makes you unique? Cool. Uh, well, thanks for having us. First of all, we're really excited to be talking to you. And uh, I'm I'm Josh Turner. I uh, grew up in Colorado Springs. Um, went to the academy there. Sorry. Do people make jokes all the time about you being a country singer? <laughs> yes, I, I've gotten that a few times. I didn't even know that for the first. I didn't listen to country music until I was in high school. And yeah. so people would. I remember going into shops and they'd be like, "Oh, like the singer," and I'm like. I don't know what you're talking about, but my voice is not quite as deep, but I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in Colorado uh, and then went to the academy. I think you went to the academy as well, Oliver, right? Yeah, I went there for a couple of years. It was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What year did y'all graduate? We were both 19ers. Okay. Yeah. So y'all probably knew a few of the same Were you 18? 17. 17. Okay. Yeah probably worked our basic or something (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so went to went to the academy and then off to grad school um went to hawaii i don't know how i swung that but that's awesome yeah spent two years out there more learning how to surf than anything else (laughs) but um anyways and then from there yeah i went to pilot training uh north texas and uh still have yet to fully finished that but <laughs> almost done yeah um hobby wise i don't know i mean i like to golf if i can um i don't know play chess every once in a while i i kind of just wander around <laughs> just <laughs> just random just hobbies yeah and just doing new yeah. stuff anyways what do you uh what do you get your master's in I got my master's in Asian studies, Asian studies. focused cool. on China. Yeah, nice. I, I minored in Chinese at the academy. Oh, awesome. Don't ask me to say anything because yeah, I don't just, remember any of it. Nothing. But uh, yeah, so that's why I studied. I uh, love that. Yeah. All right, Rachel. Yeah. All right. Well, I am from Tucson, Arizona. 
I lived there my whole life until mm-hmm. I also went to the academy, um, was also a 2019 grad, but funny enough, we did not meet at the academy, even though we were the same class. And then I also went to grad school, but I went to the University of Maryland, so D.C. area. Okay. Yeah, opposite sides of yeah. the U.S. at least for sure. And um, I studied public policy there, international security. And then we met when I also went to pilot training. Mm-hmm. I only did a brief stint at pilot training. Okay. Um, and then I went to a different tech school for my career. I switched after just a couple months. Okay. Um, and then after we both graduated, I uh, went to my now current duty station um, in Florida. So Josh is still in Texas. I am in Florida, and we are doing a long-distance marriage for the time being. Yeah. So Hobbies? My hobbies are kind of old lady hobbies, so I would say... Like crocheting? Um, like maybe not crocheting, but reading long walks um puzzles i really love puzzles (laughs) those are my hobbies yeah games we we love board games nice yeah yeah so reading and long walks are a couple of our favorite things to do so you're they're not old people hobbies (laughs) they're they're in yeah maybe they are okay so you kind of led into this but you guys met both at pilot training even though you guys went to university together and everything but you know the world is big so how did how did you guys meet? Were you all in the same pilot training class? Did you, like, who made the first move? Were you all like, yo, what's up, girl? I want to fly some planes. <laughs> That's, That's exactly that, that is not how that happened. Yeah, so um, we got there at about the same time because we graduated from um, grad school. Mm-hmm. Very close. Um I met Josh my very first day at pilot training. I was just filling out the papers to get um, situated. And I was going through the in-processing checklist with um, a good friend of mine who wound up, I didn't know this at the time, but wound up being Josh's roommate. So Josh walked into the room. He had just in-processed a few days before. And (laughs) our friend said, Josh, Rachel, um, this is my roommate. This is my friend. And so that's how we met. Do you want to share about the rest of the... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so when you talk about who made the first move, I would say it was me. Um, (laughs) I don't think that's accurate. Okay, so here's what happened. We're we're in the the little OSS or whatever where she was doing her in-processing paperwork. I was just... I had in-processed like the week before and was just struggling through like my email didn't work or something like that so i was like i was like in there just trying to figure it out saw my roommate went over said hi um he introduced us and then we we just spoke briefly and then i you know went off and did my own thing and then as i was leaving i would you know i tried to make i was like dude this girl's pretty cute like i should at least say goodbye to her (laughs) and so um yeah somehow we we managed to oh i was trying to take them uh, around base to all the you know their in processing stuff mm-hmm. and so I was like hey I just did this last week like let me help you out kind of thing as obviously as an excuse to be yeah like, Who is so this nice <laughs> um, anyway so I took them we were all getting our flight suits fitted right and I was like hey I'll just take you to that building because I was just there it took me forever to find it so like I can help you out it only took me like 20 minutes max to to finish it so I'll just 
you know, drive you there and then we'll, we'll part ways. Little did I know that her and my roommate took about two hours to do it. Oh, he tried on like eight pairs of boots. <laughs> Rachel tried on 20 flight suits. Oh, so so I, I was like in my car and I was like, well, I can't just leave these people here. Like I'm the one who drove them here. So I got stuck. Um, but then after that, uh, we made, while we were dry, while I was driving you, we, um, uh, my, my friend Chris and I, we were, we were going to go to church together that, right. that Sunday. And so I remember asking you, I was like, Oh, do you want to go to church? And I think you had already signed up to go to a different church or what to try it out. And so we were like, Oh, well maybe we'll, we'll touch base and right. whatever. So that was kind of the the how we met story do you want to say anything they're like seeds kind of like it wasn't like you were disconnected and then got back to it was just like yeah it just kind of happened yeah it felt like the conversation that first day flowed really nicely even as he was just driving us you know around to our different errands and um i think the fact that our faith was brought up so quickly i knew this guy is a believer and um he seems to really be prioritizing finding a church family and i Um, I really loved that about him. And so even though we weren't going to the same church that first Sunday, uh, I knew that we would definitely have something to talk about later after we had both tried out these different churches. And so sure enough, that Sunday after church, we wound up all grabbing brunch together so we could just kind of talk about um, what we had learned and how the worship was and things like that. Um, And so that was kind of our first time hanging out outside of work. Um, And even then it was like rooted in our faith. And so... I really love that part of our story. Yeah, that's super cool. Did y'all both grow up in Christian homes? Yes. um, I think probably different levels. And I would say our parents, over time, their faith kind of evolved too. So definitely um, at different stages in our childhood, we might have been more involved in the church than others. But um, yeah, we both came from Christian homes. Yeah, and I would just say... uh, when we talk through our story, we look at our, both of us look at our time in grad school as a really developmental time. And so it's just been really interesting to see God's timing through all of this because a, like I extended my time at grad school, obviously like who wouldn't want to try and get a couple more months in Hawaii, but I was supposed to get here like in, in December instead of at the end of, you know, the school year. Right. And I extended and, you know, we often look back on that and we're like, Oh my gosh, like, we would have totally missed, you know, ships passing in the night, if you will. And uh, anyway, so we look at those, A, we look at God's timing, but also that the the experiences and time we had in grad school was really influential because, yeah, like I think we, we both grew up in relatively strong Christian households, but mm-hmm. like a lot of people growing up in Christian households, like you go through kind of this making your faith your own journey a little bit and for me and I think for you as well grad school was kind of the the time where we kind of figured it out a little bit yeah so okay so y'all were already dating when you made the decision to leave pilot training yeah so we were dating and we should throw out there that um from the first day we met to the day we actually got married was only six months yeah so everything (laughs) happened very quickly um dating and engagement and so yes um we I had decided to leave um pilot training just a couple months in um but we already knew at that point we were going to be getting married yeah um so so how hard was that like what was that like knowing 
you're not going to be in the same spot. <laughs> I think... I think. Well, I think for me, there was a little bit of hesitation just because you're told that those first few years are really formative mm-hmm. in your marriage. And I wanted to start us, I, we both wanted to start off on like a strong, for sure. um, you know, foot. But I think that uh, I was super confident in where God was calling me to be in career wise, assignment wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and we look back at it now and it was this beautiful transition step, uh, with me going to my tech school because Josh's pilot training and my tech school were only about four hours apart. Mm -hmm. So it was drivable. And what we can see now looking back is that God was kind of preparing us for distance, a further distance later, um, because we could see each other on the weekends and we could just drive back and forth pretty easily. And I think that made it pretty doable, um, in those first, you know, few months of our marriage. Yeah. Did either of you expect to marry another military person? So I did. (laughs) I always thought that it just made a lot of sense because we really understand the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I always thought I would, but yeah, I, I, I didn't, that was, that was not my intention. Um, I think, once I got in the military, my thinking was always like, oh, you know, a nurse or a school teacher. Like those were the kind yeah. of the classic, um, especially for pilots or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those were the kind of the classic military spouses. Um, and I remember, especially when I went to the academy, I was like, well, if God throws someone in my lap who's, you know, <laughs> in the military, I'm not going to say no. Like right. if that's who I'm supposed to marry. Then, but I was always like, oh, I'm not going to search out mm-hmm. someone who's in the military and lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. Okay. So how did y'all decide or did you, I guess, I mean, you have had to decide, but why like engagement and marriage so quickly? (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously you love each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, well, part of it started where, um, so funny enough, after we had met, we, we met each other on like a Tuesday, maybe saw each other that next Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then I was leaving to go up for a TDY training up in Colorado. Okay. Um, literally that next Tuesday. And so I like kind of wiped my brain was like, Oh, I met her. She was nice, but like, I got a, you know, I still got pilot training to do. Yeah. Um, she ended up texting me while I was driving up and that was when I was like, Ooh, okay. (laughs) <laughs> she slid in so that's why she, that's that's why she thinks she made made the first move but got i'll it, say like eh. anyways um anyway so we when i was up at training and this was it's kind of funny because you know it's almost practice long distance there because it was the first month of us knowing together was all from her in texas and i'm in colorado and mm-hmm. so we were strictly facetime um but we were FaceTiming. Well, first off, we started texting like paragraphs and her roommate at the time, I remember Rachel was asking like, do you think this guy likes me? And she's like, either you guys are in like a giant fight or he absolutely loves you because <laughs> I've never seen text messages this long. So we were, we were getting like really good conversation right mm-hmm. off the get go. Um, and then funny enough, we flip flopped. So as soon as I finished my training, she went up to Colorado and I was, I was coming back. Um, and so early on it was, I think it was kind of nice because we didn't have like the physical, 
um, distraction, I guess, of like, okay, going on a date and just going bowling or whatever. (laughs) And so all we had was really talking on FaceTime. And so early on, we got to know each other very well. Yeah. Yeah. I would just say it felt very intentional. Like we were able in those long FaceTime calls to really dive in and get Mm -hmm. to know each other. And that was such a blessing going forward. Yeah. Awesome. I, I absolutely love that because there's so many times for a lot of people, especially mill to mill or military to, you know, civilian spouse or whatever the case is that like distance is coming into play and y'all's relationship shows that like, Hey, you can do it with distance and there's intentionality and great communication there. I, I think it's funny because I miss a lot of holidays. And so that was my first training experience was missing Thanksgiving. I had to make a phone call. It's like, Hey, I'm going to miss Thanksgiving. And it's like, Oh, there's probably more of this to come. So. Oh yeah, for sure. How did your families feel about you getting married? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, funny enough, while I was in Colorado, um, for that training, Rachel made the very bold move after only seeing me in person three times mm-hmm. and, talking to me on FaceTime significantly, but she was like, Oh, I'm going to come up for 4th of July weekend. And you didn't, you had some friends up there, but for the most part, she didn't really have many people up there. And I was like, Oh, you should just like stay with my family. So like (laughs) she literally just, yeah, she just stayed with us that first weekend. And I think we look back on it now and we're like, what if it hadn't gone well? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it w- it was amazing because like my family immediately fell in, like it's hard not to fall in oh, love yeah. with her. Um, and so from the get go, I think yeah, she's crying. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> from the get go, like my family was was pretty on board. Um, and I my mom always knew like when I was really young, she's like you fall like when you fall in love like you fall hard. And so I think in the back of her mind, she always knew it would we'd probably get married quick. I would say for my parents, uh, they didn't really get a lot of opportunity to meet Josh, Mm -hmm. um, unlike me meeting his parents. And so I think that I had to instill a lot of confidence in them just over the phone and just kind of explain who this guy really is. And then Josh took the opportunity to talk to them individually, my mom, my dad, my sister, um, just to introduce himself, even if it was from a distance, mm-hmm. so that they could get to know him. So I think maybe my family was a little bit more hesitant about us getting married so quickly just because they hadn't really gotten to know him. Yeah. But they also trusted me enough that they knew that I wasn't going to rush into a decision that I right. wasn't completely confident with. The other thing I will say is this isn't our biological family, but our <laughs> small group that we had in Texas was like our family. And both of us said to the the men and the women, you know, respectively, hey, please let me know genuinely what you think of the other person and if you think that we really are a good fit and yeah. like we should be getting married. And so we had them raise concerns and red flags and we really wanted their approval before we moved forward into marriage and we got that and that made a big difference too. Yeah, especially like getting married quickly, I think. Um you know, we'd have, we'd break off into men and women, you know, every other week or whatever. And oftentimes I'd be like, like, are we crazy for getting married in six months? Cause like, that's a, it's a quick right. time. People are like, you don't really know each other. And contrary to what I thought was going to happen where they're like, well, it is pretty quick. They were 
overwhelmingly supportive and so yeah. that was very encouraging the writing was on the wall this couple is amazing <laughs> okay so i'm gonna move on to this next last question so how do you love each other well while living apart so you guys have hit a lot of good tips and stuff right with communication but like how do you guys do it well yeah so we were discussing this a little bit early on, um, just in terms of love languages, you know, like the five love languages. Um, and so Rachel's, we've, we've, we both kind of have a primary and a secondary. Um, and for Rachel, her, her love languages are words of affirmation and then acts of service. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Which is funny because like, I love acts of service. Like that's, that's my bread and butter. Like that's how I love people often. I I'm not good with words of affirmation. I'm not either. Yeah. Oliver's always like, can you just tell me like yeah. something? And I'm like, you're great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and contrarily, I'm like physical touch and quality time. Mm-hmm. I would say quality time is my first. Of yeah. It. Anyways. And so it's been funny because each of us um, in this time at distance, obviously like quality time kind of on on the phone right physical touch doesn't really happen yeah for her words of affirmation yeah you can do that mm-hmm. but but acts of service like that's really hard to do from right. a distance like i can't just you know when she had a long day i can't do the dishes or walk the dog or yeah. whatever um and so i think we've both leaned into what we can do mm-hmm. um so words of affirmation right like how i love rachel often is like you know texts or encouragement for work or um like I'll try and you know write snail mail or leave letters when I'm here, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, trying to encourage her, um, and then when we do get together, because you know you we're trying at least once a month if we can. Um, but that's when we lean into the thing that we can do, right? Like I, I'm not affirming her as much when we're together, mm-hmm. but when we're together, I'm trying to serve her as best I can. Yeah. Yeah, and it is really cute. Like, I'll find, after Josh leaves, I'll find, like, notes in my uniform pockets and stuff like that. He's really good about being intentional. Yeah, but, like, this morning, he ran a bunch of errands for me, and I was just so grateful. And I would say for Josh, since his primary is quality time, one thing that I had to learn really early on is um, even though we're FaceTiming, as much as possible, if I can put out outside, like, take away outside distractions. Yeah and really just be present with him that's what he wants he can tell when i'm looking at something else on my phone (laughs) you know he can tell when i'm also trying to multitask and so we have found online there's like games that you can play together um or or do things like that but mostly it's just genuine conversation looking him in the eyes and making sure that he knows i'm really listening Mm -hmm. um and then when we get together um for him obviously physical touch i can be more intentional about that when we're in person Okay, so do y'all know um, at what point you might be <laughs> in the same place, like stationed in the same spot again um, or near each other? <laughs> so I think we're pretty much guaranteed the fall of 2024. Okay. That looks like it's definitely going to happen. We're pushing for earlier, but yeah. right now that's very much up in the air. Yeah, yeah that's going to – I'm excited for you guys because you've been living a very – interesting hard part of marriage being a part especially in the military because that's going to happen with Mm -hmm. deployments with tdys with trips but specifically you guys are starting off that way yeah and so oh the reward when you guys finally get to Mm. live under the same house for 
weeks and weeks on time. And it's going to be, I'm excited. That's going to be so much fun for you guys. Yeah, we're excited too. Okay, our last question. What do you love most about each other? You want me to go first? (laughs) So what I love most about Rachel is, well, there's a lot of things, obviously, but um, one one of the driving factors is like, dude, she is just a determined woman, like very passionate um, intentional. And I think the beauty is it, it crosses all facets of life, right? Like, it's not just like, Oh, she's very, she works really hard at work. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she absolutely does that. And she's great at her job, but also like the passion overflows into, you know, how she studies the Bible and pursues mm-hmm. what, what God's will for her is. Um, and it goes into how she loves me, how she cares for, friends and family and there's there's a lot where it's funny because like passion is often associated with like a a career or an activity and it's like yes it's that but the passion in Rachel just overflows into all these other facets of life and it's just beautiful to see that and it's very inspirational because I think one of the things that often I feel like I'm not super passionate about anything in particular like when you ask me my hobbies, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like to golf. I kind of like, and so like, there's a lot yeah. of things where I'm like, yeah, I enjoy things, but I'm not like overly passionate about stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's encouraging when she's like, I have these missions going on in my life. And then it causes me to be a little more introspective and be mm-hmm. like, okay, well she's doing all this really cool stuff. Like, let me, let me look at my life and, yeah. and, and dig into that a little bit. So that's cool. That's really beautiful. <laughs> Thanks babe. I would say um, for Josh, so the negative to maybe my drive is that I'm constantly operating at like level 10 status (laughs) and I need someone to kind of bring me down a little bit. And Josh is like the most emotionally stable person I've ever met. Nothing flusters him. Nothing throws him off. He is just the calm in the storm in every season of life. And I was I was laughing because just the other day Josh came home and we were on the phone as he pulls into the garage and he gets out and the entire house is flooded oh no and all I hear him say is oh frick that's that's an issue and I was like (laughs) what happened he's like well it looks like the whole house is flooded and I was like there's no panic. There's no, it's just like, well, that is a situation we need to fix. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, that's amazing. Because like though literally his word for word there, there was just nothing in him that was going to, nothing was going to stir him. So I just really love that because it helps me sometimes really think big picture about what is important. What do I need to prioritize? Um, and so it doesn't let the little things rattle me as much. I love it. Yeah, that was, those are great. And those compliment each other so well. And um, oh, no, I'm just happy. I'm like very happy for you guys. <laughs> I've been kind of emotional all weekend. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's all of our questions. Do y'all have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Okay. We're, we're making it work. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really wish distance on anyone, but um, there is a way, I think, to glorify God in the process. Yeah. And we're just trying to do that. I love it. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And that's going to end it for today.